Chapter 14 I do all things for the sake of the gospel. 1 Corinthians 9, 19-23 For though I am a free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I may win more. To the Jews I became as a Jew, so that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, though not being myself under the law, so that I might win those who are under the law, to those who are without the law, as without the law, though not being without the law of God, but under the law of Christ, so that I might win those who are without law. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that I may by all means save some. I do all things for the sake of the gospel, so that I may become a fellow partaker of it. Living from freedom. We can see Paul's heart for the people who are yet to discover the truth. The truth being a person and not a set of facts, principles or even promises. The truth has a name and his name is Jesus Christ. And Paul's desire is that all would know him. Paul says, although I am a free man and I am free from all men, I make myself a slave to all so that I may win more for Jesus Christ. This is what love does and what love can do, even when it doesn't know those it gives its life for. With the freedom of life that Christ has given to him, Paul is choosing to serve Jesus by being a slave to all men in the hope that man will receive salvation. It is essential that we understand that although Paul says he is a slave to all, he says this from the posture and position of freedom in Christ. With his freedom, he has chosen to serve others and lay his life down for others and Christ, to see as many one to Christ as possible. This, once again, is the demonstration for all the church to follow and be imitators of. He is no longer a slave to sin, but a slave to righteousness through his obedience. Paul totally grasped the reality and the understanding of what it means to be a bondservant of Jesus Christ. There are four groups of people that Paul is laying his life down for. Number one, to the Jew, he became a Jew. Two, to those under the law, under the law. Three, to those without the law, as without the law. Four, to the weak he became weak. This pretty much covers all of mankind. In Acts 21, we see an example of Paul keeping the law in order to reach his fellow Jews with the gospel. The Jews of that area heard that Paul was teaching to forsake Moses' teaching, telling people not to circumcise their children, nor to walk according to the customs. Acts 21, 21, and they have been told about you that you are teaching all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children, nor to walk according to the customs. Paul would have been teaching that under the new covenant, circumcision of the flesh is nothing, and that it is all about a circumcision of the heart by the spirit and not by the letter of the law. This was once a requirement, but it is no longer required. Romans 2, 28-29 For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor a circumcision that which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that which is of the heart, by the spirit, not by the letter, and his praise is not from men, but from God. The next part of this passage in Acts 21 is where we see Paul's love and devotion to God and people come to the fore. 
In verse 22, we see a question posed. Acts 21, 22. What then is to be done? They will certainly hear that you have come. Whatever it takes. This is the question that the leaders of this area pose in relation to what Paul shall do. Over the next few verses, we see the solution the leaders of the area come up with in relation to the problem. Acts 21, 23-26 Therefore, do this that we tell you. We have four men who are under a vow. Take them and purify yourself along with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads and all will know that there is nothing to the things which they have been told about you, but that you yourself also walk orderly keeping the law. But concerning the Gentiles who have believed, we wrote, having decided that they should abstain from meat sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what is strangled, and from fornication. Then Paul took the men, and the next day purifying himself along with them, went into the temple giving notice of the completion of the days of purification, until the sacrifice was offered for each one of them. Is Paul turning his back on what he believes and what he teaches? Is he turning his back on the work of the Spirit and coming back under the law? Is he looking for the favour and acceptance of man rather than the favour and acceptance of the Father? How can he teach the Galatians about the freedom of Christ has brought them into and warned them about going back under the law when he appears to do the exact same thing? What is happening here? Is the great apostle the greatest hypocrite? If you were to only look through the eyes of the natural or the physical, this is the outcome you would probably come to. How many times do we look through the natural, the temporal, the physical lens and then make a judgment about the situation? Most often the judgment we make is a self-righteous judgment of condemnation on the person. Would we make this judgment about Paul here and about anyone else who lives from so much freedom in Christ because it tests just how much of Christ we are in? as opposed to living from a religious spirit? Is Paul going back under the law here by participating in the ceremonial practice? Yes, he is from a physical perspective, but not from a spiritual one. Hence his own words in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 9.20 To the Jew I became as a Jew, so that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, though not being myself under the law, so that I might win those who are under the law. Living from the flesh or spirit. Can we hear the words that lead us to see Paul's position, which is Christ-like? He is not under the law, but his actions certainly look like he is under the law. How can he say he is not under the law and then follow through with the ceremonial washing which fulfills the law? Certainly this must mean his actions are clear evidence that he is still under the law. As mentioned, this is how the flesh views all of this because it cannot hear or see the true reality being outworked here. We must be of the Spirit to understand the posture Paul is living from. Otherwise, one will make a self-righteous judgment of condemnation upon Paul, which would be anti-Christ. It's called being free in Christ to live like Christ so we can have the greatest impact for Christ. Yet this posture is persecuted by the very people it attempts to reach because of the lack of spiritual hearing, seeing and understanding. This posture of flesh only looks through the lens of the temporal and misses the point completely. In fact, 
it is operating from a completely different operating system than it is supposed to be operating from. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9.23 that he does all things for the sake of the gospel so that he may become a fellow partaker of it. It is for the gospel's sake and the advancement of the gospel that Paul keeps the ceremonial law of practice. The key words here are he does all things for the sake of the gospel. We find another example of this in Acts 16.3, but this time it is in relation to Timothy. Paul wants to take Timothy on the journey he is about to undertake, but there is a slight problem. Timothy is uncircumcised because although his mother is a Jew, his father was a Greek. This posed a problem because of the Jews in those parts who Paul knew would not listen to someone who was uncircumcised. Paul then circumcised Timothy to prevent any unnecessary obstacles to the message of the gospel. Acts 16.3 Paul wanted this man to go with him and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those parts for they all knew that his father was a Greek. What makes this act of love even more powerful is that it comes just after the letter was delivered to the church at Antioch, Syria and Cilicia saying that circumcision was no longer a requirement. The all things are not done for anything other than the gospel. We are very good at doing all things, but for the advancement of the kingdom of self. When we attempt to do works from the motivation and strength of self, this is a false version of the eternal works. Unless we lose our lives for his sake, the gospel, we will ultimately use his name to do our works. And the consequences of this is to never receive or come into the life he promises us. Matthew 10, 39, He who has found his life will lose it, and he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. Love is the greater enabler. It is important, in fact it's essential, to understand the key motivation behind the way Paul lived his life, because if we are to imitate Paul like this, we need to know how Paul was able to live like this. The answer is very simple, but profoundly deep, love. 1 Corinthians 9, 21 to those who are without law, as without law, though not being without the law of God, but under the law of Christ, so they might win those who are without law. What does it mean to be under the law of Christ? It means to be under the law of love. Galatians 6.2 Bear one another's burdens, and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians 5.13-15 For you were called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. The main theme permeating through both of these passages is love. To carry one another's burdens in a Christ-like manner requires us to know and have received the Father's love within us. Does this sound familiar regarding the four postures Paul was modeling when he said he wanted to be all things to all men? In bearing a burden for a brother or sister and helping them walk with the burden, one is fulfilling the law of Christ or the law of love. It's important to know we can't fix the burden, nor are we called to, but rather to bear the burden with a fellow brother or sister in Christ. We are to be compassionate, and have empathy for the person and the situation, praying for them and walking with them as God works things out in the person. 
God knows the best way to win people to Christ is to be operating under the law of love. When I say love, I mean the Father's love and not our limited human love. When we love like the Father, whether it be a fellow believer or non-believer, the grace that is released from us is all-consuming and powerful. As we fulfill and live out the second part of the great commandment, to love one another and lay one's life down for one another, the manifestation of God's glory is released through us for all to experience. All people are created to receive the Father's love, and we have been chosen as his vessel to bring his love into the earth for mankind. This is where I want to pick up on Galatians 5.13, because there is a warning for us in relation to our freedom in Christ and how we are warned by Paul not to turn our freedom into an opportunity for our flesh to manifest itself. With the freedom we have been given in Christ comes much responsibility, and God looks to see how we act with the freedom we have been given. This freedom hasn't been given for us to keep it to ourselves, and it most certainly has not been given so we can abuse or take advantage of others with our flesh. Freedom is not the opportunity to do what you want, but the opportunity to do what you were created for. God calls us to live free of hypocrisy and to be the demonstration of his life upon the earth. Hypocrisy is not love. Peter found himself living in a form of hypocrisy in Galatians 2, 11-14 and was severely reprimanded by Paul in relation to this. Peter was freely eating with the Gentiles, intermingling with them and getting to know them until a party of the circumcision came along and his behavior changed radically. The scriptures say he suddenly began to withdraw and became aloof to the Gentiles because he was in fear of the Jews. This then caused other Jews as well as Barnabas to join him in this hypocrisy. This is the complete opposite position to which Paul was living his life from and Paul made Peter fully aware of this fact. Peter was living from a place of fear rather than freedom and living from fear in a fleshly position. This was not a loving position toward his fellow Gentile brothers, but this became an opportunity for the flesh to manifest itself. God's grace has been poured out for the transformation of our lives, not so we can continue to live in sin or for ourselves. God's grace empowers us to walk out what truth calls us to. Grace that doesn't lead to transformation is demonic wisdom, painted up as the real deal. We can all manipulate the sayings of Paul to get what we want from the situation, circumstance or relationship. The critical aspect of Paul's words are the last words here, where he says, I do all things for the sake of the gospel. We can paint things up to look like we do all things for the sake of the gospel externally, when in fact we do all things for the sake of self. The challenge is we may not even realize we are in this posture of deception. We genuinely believe we are doing all things in alignment to him and his ways. How do we know if God allows us to do things he doesn't initiate? Through the development of a very close relationship with him, God sees the true motive of our hearts and why we do what we do, and he will hold us accountable to these things. This is how we get people who say, Lord, Lord, we do all these things in your name. And Jesus will say to them, away from me, for I never knew you. I am sure none of us want to be the people who hear these words when we stand in front of him at our judgment seat. 
Let us, as Paul did, with the freedom we have been given in Christ, choose to lay our lives down and do all things for the sake of the gospel of the kingdom. This is what it means to imitate Paul as he imitates Christ.